Two KG Sports Minds have created a podcast to answer one very important question. What's the spread? Now here are your hosts, Brad Thomas and Miles Markowitz. Welcome in. What's the spread? Uh, the first weekend in October really got us uh, kicked off with some good college football and NFL action. The season is officially in full swing, Brad. Miles, you know what? I've taken my lumps for two weeks, but... I got to tell people, everyone trust the process. It is a serious, long-term gamble. Your wins are going to come. Your losses are going to come. But at the end of the day, as long as you're on that 53% mark, you will be profitable. Hey, and it was a hot September. So let's let's, let's go ahead and turn into a hot October. Let's go ahead and recap. Uh, A couple tough games last weekend. Auburn, Florida. The Gators got to hand it to them. They showed up. They get the win 24-13. It was a turnover fest. Uh, and a loss for both of us. Uh, the easy win was the Ohio State University cover another game, their fifth in a row. They cover 20 points against Michigan State, 34 to 10. That was a win for both. Disappointing game here, Cal and Oregon. Oregon wins the game 17-7, but they were 18-point favorites, uh, so they don't cover. You and I both had Oregon, so that was a loss for both of us. And then finally, Iowa. So many mistakes, penalties, turnovers. They lose to Michigan 10 to 3, so they do not cover the four and a half. A loss for both of us. All right, let's go ahead to the NFL. Uh, let's not even talk about Monday Night Football. Wow. San Francisco, three and a half point favorites against Cleveland. One of the worst performances, Brad, I have ever seen Terrible. on Monday Night Football, ever. Awful. Uh, so we both took Cleveland there. Loss for both of us. I may never take Cleveland in a bet ever again. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. How about another team I'm never going to take again? Tampa Bay do not cover the four and a half. They lose the game 31-24. Hey, they hung in there. They hung in there against a great defense. We need a lockdown corner veteran preference presence on defense. It is absolutely mandatory. So that was a loss for both of us. Uh, I think we're both 0-3 against the spread with Tampa Bay this year, so I'm done with them. Uh, Indy, Kansas City. Kansas City, 10-point favorites. I went ahead and took Indy. You took KC. Indy not only covers the 10, they win the game. 19 Impressive. Very impressive. Uh, and then Buffalo, Tennessee. Buffalo wins 14-7, so they cover plus 2.5. That was a win for me, a loss for you. All right, I can't wait any longer. Let's get into it. This may be the best weekend of college football that we've had to date. In a weekend with a lot of high-profile games, Oklahoma and Texas seems to be on the back burner here. Crazy. Which is our noon showcase. We got number six, Oklahoma, number 11, Texas. Brad, I feel like we've been here time and time again. This is our third straight year talking about this rivalry game on this weekend. And once again, Oklahoma, more than a touchdown favorite, 11 and a half. You know, it's crazy. So I was wanted to do my research on rivalry double-digit underdogs. How often do they cover? Right? And I thought it was a crazy amount. I thought it'd be more close to like 45 to 60%. It was actually closer to 30 to 25% of the time they cover. But guess what? Rivalry is always a close game. The Red River Showdown. I'm going with Texas because I'm getting 11 and a half. I would have taken it all the way at seven. There's a chance Oklahoma could come out firing, but. The underdog has covered six in the last seven of these matchups, and five of those times has been Texas. I'm with you. I, I, I'm giddy with the 11 and a half points. I will take this as at seven for Texas all the way yes. down, uh, and I do expect it to move. You know why I love this game right now so much is because the only research that I did was I went back to our last two times yep. we've talked about this game and listened to us talk about this game. That was my research, and nothing has changed. It, I don't think it ever will. This game has been decided... In the last five years, by an average of five points. Yep. And these spreads continue. And not only did Texas cover last year, they won the game. Yep. Oklahoma 0-6 against the spread 
in their last six games against Texas. Now, a lot of you out there, uh, you know, faders may say, well, then Oklahoma is due. And for whatever reason, you know, there's there's more hype this year than there's been in years past. But listen, this is the Red River showdown. These teams are coming to play, and it's going to be another shootout. Texas is Texas has been tested more than Oklahoma this year, too. And I yes. think that's where a lot of the fans haven't been paying attention to, that Oklahoma's almost played nobody, where Texas has played, they hung up... Big points on a good LSU defense. They will compete against Oklahoma. And that's why you schedule those tough non-conference games yes. for games just like this. So we're both going Texas here plus 11 and a half. Okay, so the next game we got number 10, Penn State, is a three and a half point favorite at number 17, Iowa. Miles, who are you going with? Well, if you like defense, this is going to be the game for you. Yes. And you know that I love my defense. Both uh, of these teams holding opponents to under nine points per game. It's going to be low scoring. It's going to be close. I do think that Penn State is the better team, but I'm going to tell you right now, this is where my bet's going, and this is all I, this is all I will say. I'm going Iowa plus three and a half. There's something different about Kinnick Stadium at night against a ranked opponent, and there's something different in the way that this team plays in those games. So give me the three and a half. I won't take it at three. I like Penn State by a field goal here. I'm actually going to fade uh, the popular pick. Uh, I think it was something like... Uh, 58% was on Iowa right now. I'm actually fading that pick because I think Penn State is just light years better than um, than Iowa offensively. Their both defenses are good. Penn State might arguably have a better defense, um, but they're averaging around 50 points per game. I can't stay away from that. 4-1 um, and against the spread in their last five road games. I know they're 1-4 and four in their last four road games at Iowa, but there's something different about this Penn State team, and I think that them being ranked 10th, is just giving them more drive, more motivation, because every single week, what these players have to hear is they're overrated, and they're disrespected again with another three-and-a-half-point line. And Penn State will just continue to play their game. Sean Clifford, uh, to me, has been a more impressive passer than Trace McSorley was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In his time. All right, number one, Alabama. Number 24, Texas A&M. I had this one on uh, the docket today because I'm all over Bama minus 17. I think that the talent level and the difference is just too much for A&M. I think that AM was better last year than they than they were this year. I, I just Absolutely. feel like they're, they're having trouble moving the ball right now. This is the most explosive offense Alabama has ever had. Everyone in the world is saying rivalry game, 17 points. I do not think Texas AM scores more than 13 points this game. And you're telling me a team that averages 50-something points per game, I don't care what defense they're gonna play against, you're gonna they're gonna hang at least 30 on most defenses. And I don't think Texas AM has enough offensive power. Firepower to stay on the field. Texas A&M covered in two of the last three matchups, but last year was the most important year when Tua was a full-time starter and they destroyed Texas A&M. It was like forty-three to ten or something. And I've got a very, I've got a similar uh, game here. I've got forty-five thirteen. Bama. Yes. All right. What, what do we got next? Next we have number fifteen Washington versus number six Arizona. Interesting, interesting matchup here, Miles. Where does where do you really want to go with your money? If you think about it, Arizona has played lights. Out this season. And then you think about Washington. Half the season, you think Jacob Eason is the man. The other half, you're like, he can't throw the ball. They got stifled on the road to Stanford, 23 to 13. Jacob Eason only throwing for 181 yards. With that being said, will this Washington team be enough to slow down Arizona? And I think the answer is yes. I think the Answer is no. I don't think Arizona will win, but I do have Arizona covering the the plus six. I just think that Khalil Tate is something a little different. 404 yards last game, three touchdowns with an upset versus Colorado. 
Well, Washington, okay, uh, six-point favorites on the road here. Arizona, impressive. Winners of four straight games. If you're going to go Washington here, which I am going to take the Huskies, then I'm betting on them to bounce back. I mean, that's that's all it is because it, it, it was a terrible performance. They cost me a huge parlay last weekend, uh, not even showing up at Stanford. God. Uh, that, to me, was the surprise of the weekend. And, and honestly, you know, if you look at the Pac-12, how could you be surprised with all the parity? But I expect Chris Peterson's squad uh, to come in here and uh, not dominate this conference, but I expect them to, uh, you know, win nine, ten games every single year. Yep. Uh, I'm going to ride the Huskies here, minus six. Okay, so next, what do we got? Oh, we're going to do a little betting preview. Yeah, so I didn't want to pick the game day game. You know, we we, we always start with, yes. with college game day, right? I mean, just because we love college football. But this line, I thought, was worth talking about. But I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to make a pick because I'm not betting on this game. I'm not betting on this game to save my life. We got number seven, Florida, number five, LSU, the game of the week. LSU, 13-point home favorites. And what's so crazy to me is that when I saw this line, I really started to think about it, and I was like, you know what? This actually could easily go either way. Absolutely. In a 13-point spread. And I think the line has moved up to 14 now. A guy at work comes up to me every week, and he, he asks me, Brad, where's the value? And he goes, and I said, you know... We talked a little bit about the Virginia game, talked about that being a trap, possibly. But then he asked me, he, you know, he's like, you don't think Florida getting 14 points is value? And I said, I won't touch this game with a five-foot pull. You don't know which team's going to come out, which defense is actually elite, which team has been playing lesser opponents. It is crazy. I can see LSU blowing out Florida, or I can see Florida upsetting LSU. It, it is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and we're both in the greens here, and that's really because right now, I don't really know what we have in the SEC yeah. because there's so many, un- I mean, you Usually when Florida LSU comes around, and how about last year when you know LSU came to the swamp? I thought it was an easy cover for LSU. Florida wins the game. Yeah. Um, but this year there's something different about the SEC, and I, I believe it's what the four undefeateds that are left. Yeah. Uh, Bama, Georgia, Florida, LSU. So this is a battle of unbeaten's. Um, it's it's. It, I mean, we'll see what happens. Florida really did impress me last weekend. But to be fair, that Auburn offense is not even close to this LSU defense. No. And on the flip side, LSU hasn't even played anything close to this Florida defense. See, that's what I really was excited for you to see. So I, <laughs> I went back and I rewatched the last two LSU games because I, everyone knows I'm a big time sports fan. I watch multiple TVs, so I had to rewatch the entire games on my television. Um, I don't know if I'm as impressed at the LSU offense as the media is making it sound. They're dynamic. They've changed. But they haven't had the level of competition that I've seen from other teams. And it's not the precision that I've seen from other prolific offenses. So I'm excited to see what happens. And if you are going to bet that game, good luck. I, I can't yeah. wait to watch it. Uh, but that is a tough spread, man. And that's why I just wanted to have it on there and didn't want to make the pick. But... Um, <laughs> Really interesting spread. I appreciate that one. All right, let's go ahead and go into the NFL Week 6. Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, Monday Night Football. The Packers are four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll go ahead and start. Uh, I picked this one because as impressed that I've been with the Lions this year, and there's no doubt that they got something going on here, it's going to be way too tough for Green Bay, uh, or it's going to be too tough for Detroit to cover, I I think, on the road in Lambeau on a Monday night. I love when I get to see trends that are over a long period of time. And Green Bay, 13-6-1 against the spread in their last 20 home games as home favorites of four and a half points or fewer. Miles, I'm absolutely on Green Bay. And for me, I was trying to stay a little bit away from the spreads on, on the trends this one because sometimes I get a little trend heavy and I wanted some actual, some, some nuggets that would make me personally feel more comfortable. The Detroit Lions, their strength their offense, 13th in both rushing 
and passing. Their weakness, pass defense. Aaron Jones literally just had the game of his lifetime last year. And who do you think is poised for a bounce back game? Aaron Rodgers. He's going to get a subpar passing defense. I, I just think this is too too beautiful not to take Green Bay. And, and here's what makes Green Bay so dangerous now is that you've got a guy in Aaron Rodgers who is obviously one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he had no problem last week taking a back seat to Aaron Jones, controlling the clock, having a career game, but Rodgers is smart enough to do that, and he's smart enough to gauge that. I mean, he is the yes, offensive coordinator. You, you see him over there with LaFleur. He's telling LaFleur what to do. This is his team, and it makes Green Bay so dangerous because at any time, Rodgers is able to sling it for 400 yards and four touchdowns. And you, oh, you, you hit the nail on the head. People might be confused about that Kansas City Chief games where they only lost by four points, held Patrick Mahomes with, what, out of touchdown. He still threw for 300 yards. This defense is allowing over 400 yards per game. It is gross. They are going to get abused while they are on the road. Out of all the games uh, that I looked at this weekend, that was the one that really stood out to me. Absolutely. So I'll be looking forward to uh, betting that one. What do we got next? Next one, we have the Houston Texans versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are four and a half point favorite. Another one of those four and a half spots that I just can't stay away from. Call me crazy. But if Tyreek Hill is back this game, he t- he changes that that offense so much. It makes every single player around him better. Patrick Mahomes has missed him. But one nugget of information Kansas City is 5-2 against the spread in their last seven against the AFC. But, fun fact, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes have both thrown for the exact same amount of touchdowns this season. Who would have thought it? I'm uh, going to do something crazy. And two weeks in a row, I am going to fade the Kansas City Chiefs while they're at home at Arrowhead. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans. Partly because the Texans have become one of my favorite teams to watch this year. Deshaun Watson is easily turning into one of my favorite players. I mean, him and Russell Wilson are like at the top for me now. Uh, The season that Watson is having and the way that he is... I mean, the way he came back from that terrible Panthers loss yeah. and then comes up and puts up 52 points uh, on the Falcons last weekend was really impressive. And... As you said, it's not that Mahomes played poorly last weekend. There, no. there was just something in the game plan that wasn't right. It was almost as if Andy Reid got out coached yep. uh, last Sunday night. Uh, so I'm not saying that I'm expecting like another Chiefs letdown here. Uh, but what I am saying is I'm going to ride Houston uh, and I'm going to go and hope for a three point game. Could be a change of the guard in the AFC. What do we have next? All right, we have the 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are three point favorites. It was so funny to me earlier. You were messaging me. And you seem so angry, and I could feel it, and I'm like, I know what he's going to talk about, these NFL spreads. And you were like, guess what this one is? Well, yep. guess what this one is? Because it's ridiculous. The 49ers are arguably the hottest team in the, in the NFL right now. Yes. And lo and behold, how about the Rams? The Rams are three-point favorites. But, but we know, especially this year, it's so unpredictable. It's so unpredictable, and they put you in tough positions. Let's just bounce back. We're going to go flip two games, and, and I'm going to explain to what I was talking about. So we have the hottest team in football Getting, they're getting three points on the road. And then we have another team coming off a huge win in the in the Texans versus a team with a huge letdown. And the Texans are getting four and a half points. These are just trap spots in my mind. I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams because they are the home team getting three, they're three point favorites. And I think it is time for them to turn it around. You think about the last two games that they lost. What? They lost on the road in Seattle, tough. But then they lost to a Tampa Bay team who knew how to exploit their, their weakness, pass defense. You think Garoppolo throwing for 180 yards is going to exploit their pass offense? 
we've already disagreed three times, but I'm so happy that we're in agreement here because that was my thought process exactly is that I just feel like the 49ers are going to be the, the blazing hot pick. Yes. But if you've been watching the NFL this year, take the Rams minus three at home because you know the Niners are going to lose. Yes, absolutely. I mean, this is really a, a point where you've got to stop picking spreads in the NFL if it's less than four and a half and you've just got to go with who you think is going to win the game. Absolutely. Uh, this is Sean McVay versus Kyle Shanahan. Could be the two best offensive coaches in the league. You know what stat that stood out to me? The 49ers, first in the league in rushing this season, two 100 rushing yards per game. Are you kidding me? It's absolutely insane. I know that they had the bye week, but it's unbelievable how it's like, wasn't it always, wasn't it all supposed to be about Jimmy G? And Jimmy G, you think about it, hasn't had a 300 yard game yet. And, and, and for me, especially in this game, and that's a little bit of the difference, is, is I feel like the Rams have just have way too much experience in these kinds of games. Uh, these big games, you know, over yep. the past couple of years. And, and, and Goff is a guy who can go off for 300 yards whenever you need him to. I don't know if Garoppolo is that guy. I don't see I don't see the Kansas City offense going over, getting over 42 points um, against this Rams team. And why I say that number is because the Rams are allowing 42 points in their last two games. I just don't think Garoppolo is really at that level. Some trends I really like, too, that are going to help me back this up. 9-2 and two against the spread in their last 11 home games of the Rams. But we have the 49ers 2-11, straight up 1-5 against the spread in the last six for the NFC, last 13 versus the NFC West. And all the Rams have to do is run the ball and stop making Goff throw the ball 55 times plus per game. Just get the running game going, man. Yes, I mean, you that's... have Todd Gurley. And especially against San Fran, who you know that's going to be their game plan, but yep. at least that's we know their identity. All right, let's go ahead and move on to our final game in the NFL. The Atlanta Falcons at Arizona Cardinals. Falcons... Two and a half point favorites on the road here. I'll go ahead and start. I have no idea where you're going with this one. Uh, but and I, I, I've been on the Falcons all year, and I don't think that they're as bad as their record says. So I'm going to go with my head here, and I'm going to go with the Falcons minus two and a half on the road. Because at the beginning of the season, if you would have told me that the Falcons at this point, you would have been only, I thought they would have been ten and a half point favorites at Arizona. Yes. So I'm going with the Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons here, and this is another another tricky spot. I did a ton of research on this game after I did my pick. Why? I put this game on the slate because I knew this. I didn't even know what the spread was when I wanted to put this game on the slate because I knew it would be an, a Vegas overreaction with Kyler Murray defeating the Cincinnati Bengals for the first time. They are getting the love, the praise. Kyler Murray is the first quarterback to throw for this many completions. They're throwing the ball a thousand times, and Kyler Murray only has four throwing touchdowns. That is going to tell you something. I don't think this Cardinals D, who on the Cardinals defense is going to cover Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu, Calvin Ridley. All they need is Devonta Freeman to get even close to 100 yards, and it is game over for the Cardinals. This is a good, experienced... Falcons team that is desperate for yes. a win. Desperate for a win against one of the worst teams in the, in the NFL. I, I don't see them losing this game. I love that they only need to win the game by three. Uh, so I'm liking the Falcons here. I think there's a little bit of a hype train going on with the Cardinals right now. Yep. Deservedly so. I mean, they're coming off their first win. It was on the road against the Bengals. Um, you know, but 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 as you mentioned, as much as they're you know throwing the ball, it, it's still coming down to uh, rushing touchdowns. Yes. All right. My, I know you're getting nervous. My least favorite section. At, at this point, I'm just, I, I'm like, look at yours. I'll get three points. I look, oh, he got another six points. My God, go through the, the standings right now. All right, so I'm sitting at the top here in our super dog section with 28 points. Brad's sitting over there with 15. At this point, she's going to look bad for me if I let you come back. 
All right, let's go, let's go ahead and recap last week. Uh, I went ahead and took Iowa over Michigan. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, right when I was ready to give up on you, uh, he gets the win 10-3, so that was a loss. Uh, I took Pittsburgh plus four over Duke. They end up with the straight-up win. That was three points. I also took Arizona plus three and a half over Colorado. They win the game 35-30. That was three points. Uh, and that was also the three that you got. Yep. Taking Arizona over Colorado. You took TCU over Iowa State. I bet TCU over Iowa State. That was disappointing. Iowa State wins 49-24, so that was a loss. And then you picked up a point here with a cover. So close. So close. So close. Boston College, six and a half point underdogs against Louisville. Louisville gets the win. Good for them. 41-39. All right, I'll go ahead and start uh, with my week seven picks. I've got two that I'm really excited about here. One in the SEC. Give me Tennessee at home. Plus seven over a Mississippi State team who has been struggling to find an identity. A Tennessee program who is ripe for a win like this. A seven-point underdogs at home. Give me the Vols. I'll take Nebraska. Nebraska plus seven and a half over the unbeaten Golden Gophers of Minnesota. Minnesota's playing really good football right now. But I think that Nebraska has been more battle-tested. I think they come in here and I think that they win the game. And then my third one is just for fun. I got Western Kentucky... At home, plus four and a half, beating Army. You know, it's kind of funny, Miles. Those first two games you had were on my list. They were on my list. I took Nebraska off because I'm, I'm over betting on Nebraska. And then I don't know if Tennessee's ready to, to shock the world, but Mississippi State is bad. So I did have those on my list. I took them off. So if you win those, okay, I get half the points. Right. Anyways, That's so it works. <laughs> my, my first game, I have the Texas Tech Red Raiders versus Baylor. Baylor getting nine points. Baylor has been playing some amazing football this season. Oh, yeah. Well, and you and I have been saying it for years. Matt Rule's putting together yes, a great program is. over there. Uh, next, I have Fresno State getting three points, three and a half points, wherever you look at it, at Air Force. Air Force, with the letdown of the week last year, their the longest living mascot died, and they still lost the game. I never would have thought that Air Force would have been favorites in this game going no. into this season. No. Crazy. Um, and last but not least, it always seems like Cincinnati has trouble mm, when they play. A little bit of a letdown. Houston, I think a letdown spot. They were so relieved to get that home win versus UCF. Well, now they got to travel to Houston and play the Cougs. Houston is getting six and a half here. It's almost disgusting. I really liked how Houston ba- bounced back the game after. You hear King said he's going to redshirt. They put up 49-something points. I like this spot here because I think that they can just score enough to keep Cincinnati at bay. Then we got six good picks there. Yeah, I really like those. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening to What's the Spread. Be sure to download our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or however else you get your podcasts.